Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hey, everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Was that Rosario? I think it was that hit that walk-off home run for the Mets. They just beat the Yankees again, stunning them because they were the home team. Bottom of the seventh inning, they were down 3-2, and he hit a uh, bomb. I think it was a two-run bomb to win the game, and they beat the Yankees 4-3, to and he hit it off Chapman, so they swept the doubleheader. It was Rosario, yes. Uh, two-run homer. Um, listen, it's just uh, it's just not going good for the Yankees right now, that's for sure. I think that's uh, seven in a row now that they have lost. So not playing good baseball, uh, watching the Mets walk it off in Yankee Stadium because they were the home team the second game because it was a makeup from last weekend. Um, not pretty at all for the Yankees. So let me ask you this question. It's obvious they're melting like an ice cream cone in the summer heat, and they have no judge, no Stanton. Uh, they have all kinds of uh, problems. No Torres, uh, no LeMayhew. <laughs> no no Torres, no LeMayhew. It goes on and on, right? Um, and so, you know, Cole's given up home runs left and right. They gave him all that money. And they've fallen behind the Rays in the East, right? And now they're losing, frankly, every day when they play. So do you think that all the hype, all the back-to-back 100-win seasons, now, you know, in a short 60-game season, everybody said that they were going to, you know, play the Dodgers in the World Series. No one could touch the Yankees uh, with the talent that they have. Are you starting to uh, sense a, a crack in the ship and that the you know, water's filling in? I, I don't think it was reasonable for anybody to be to lock in anything with this zany season that's been going on. Um and I think, you know, you want to use injuries as an excuse, to, but it's every year now with them. I mean, every year they've got multiple guys on the DL. I mean, it just goes on and on this year again. I mean, how about Paxton, too? He has, He's done. You know, he's not bitching. I mean, it just goes. Chapman just came back. It's, it's hard to use injuries as an excuse. But, man, when does it stop? I guess it uh, it it doesn't stop. Go with us on a bench. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood... We bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. 
As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. on a pain-free Friday sitting here looking at uh, Saturday's games. I guess I should be worried about uh, Friday's games as they're happening. I still cannot believe. Can you believe Chapman gave up that shot? Can you even believe that they're uh, losing this way? I mean, the first game was the same thing, three home runs. And then now the uh, walk-off home run, Rosario. Like, I mean, I it's stunning watching them just crumble. Yeah, especially since in both games they got, uh, you know, their two best relievers, you could say, got beat. You know, Green in the first game and Chapman in the second game. And that's, you know, you have to win those games. You just do, especially when you've lost six in a row and now seven in a row. You've got to win those games. It's just that simple. When you watch them uh, and they and they lose like this, do you start swearing a lot and everything? No, nah, you know what? <laughs> I, I'm not, I'm not as, um, I just don't find, I think that, this baseball season is just so weird. Um, I I think even even with all this, they're going to make the playoffs anyway. Um, it, you know, it's going to be kind of when we'll get to October and then we'll see who's healthy. You know, that's kind of where it goes. If there was the old playoff system, um, yeah, you'd have to start sweating right now. But a lot of teams are going to make it, and they're going to be one of them, even with uh, this little bit of a slide that they're happening right now. Oh, so no problem at all. They're going to make the playoffs. All right, come on. I mean, they're not going to – this is going to be their worst stretch of the year, you would have to think. It is kind of disheartening that they just – so many guys get hurt. It's just embarrassing. It really is. Uh, do you think there's something to do with at all – like, am I crazy to say this, that they're uh, – the way they are training them and the way their uh, medical staff, their team physicians and stuff are dealing with them, do you think that they've got a problem in that department? I don't know. I mean, they just cleaned the whole uh, department out like a year ago and, and brought in all new people because they thought they were having a problem in this area. So, oh, so so they already cleaned house and brought in all new people. That's right. They already did that. So I don't know how well, many more times were the you can next, try that. Maybe they were the next door neighbors to the, to the old yeah, people. Yeah, I don't know. It, it is, it's just baffling. It's absolutely baffling. It's like a, uh, it's like Perry Mason baffling. It's like, uh, it's like a, it's a mystery. (laughs) Carver High doesn't find it funny. Hey, listen, okay. Let me tell you something about funny. Watch my crappy baseball team. And then, you know, sweep over the Cardinals yesterday, race to Jolly Roger. Yeah. And I have no underwear on my body today because of it. After I lost my pants. (laughs) I'm wearing no underwear right now because of the pirates sweeping the Cardinals. I'm not even kidding. Uh, they cleaned me out. That was it. So I got to tell you, it is uh, shocking to me, to be honest with you. Uh, by the way, the Phillies never scored when they had the bases loaded in the 10th. They didn't score. The uh, Dodgers are still down 6-2 in the ninth. Indians 13-2 over the Cardinals at Bush. Padres 8-4 over the Rockies, bottom seven. Diamondbacks up 5-0 on the Giants, bottom of the fifth. Here's some advice for you on the weekend. Don't bet on either one of those teams ever because 
I mean, honestly, you have no idea what's going to happen when when you bet on these teams. I will say this. I don't think the Giants are as bad as everybody thinks they are. And they seem to have the Dodgers, uh, at, at, at the very least, they're in their heads a little because they beat them four times. I think it's 6-4 Dodgers in the series, right? So uh, the Giants are better than uh, they look. So then I go and bet on them today, and what are they losing? 5 nothing to the Diamondbacks who win once a month. I mean, the Diamondbacks are bad. They are bad. I said today on Coast to Coast, Bumgarner's coming back soon. Maybe he's been off at the rodeo. The Mariners have a lead now, and the Angels one nothing in the top of the sixth. The Mets games were 6-4 over the Yankees game one, 4-3 game two, sweep. Nationals 10-2 over the Red Sox. Brewers 9-1 over the Pirates. Blue Jays 5-4 and 10 over the Orioles. White Sox 6-5 over the Royals. And they just keep winning the White Sox. Reds beat the Cubs 6-5. Rays 2-0 over the Marlins. Do you disagree with Harp that the Rays are the most dangerous team now in uh, baseball? Um, I'm not going to say in baseball. I'm not going to go that far. Um, in the American League? Yeah, I, I think you can make that case. Um, their their the arms A's? are so... I like the right. I like the Rays more than the A's. I I don't believe in the A's at all. Um, I just don't. You would? Would you root for the A's against the Rays in a series? Though I think you would. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of the A's. I don't. I've never liked them. But yeah, I would probably root for them over the Rays. I don't like the Rays, obviously, as a Yankee fan. Can't stand them. But the Rays are dangerous. They are a dangerous club. Uh, with those arms that they have, if they're healthy, uh, they get timely hits. That's the one thing the Yankees don't get either. They don't get timely hits in big spots. They just don't get them. Uh, Rays do, and uh, they've got uh, those three guys. You know, they're gonna throw Snell, and they're gonna throw um, Charlie Morton and those guys at you, and they can hurt you. Rays are dangerous. I think Rays could go to the series. I don't think Harper's far off on that. I'm watching them. Like they, all they do is win the A's. They the, go out and the beat White Sox ass. are going to be the flavor. Everybody's going to be on the White Sox. You know that. When that, when that, when the playoffs start in October and we get the, you know, who's playing who and the for everybody's going to jump on the White Sox. And then they'll lose. Probably. Right. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it's it, all about it's matchups. Like, it's all about matchups. Who are they going to play? That's what it's all about. Right. So are you surprised that teams like the uh, Blue Jays and Orioles being like, you know, the Blue Jays are two games over, the Orioles are three games under. Are you surprised that they, by the way, the Rangers just checked in 6-2 over the Dodgers a final. Are you surprised that those teams are decent? I'm surprised, definitely surprised that the Orioles have been as good as they've been. I mean, their over-under was, I think, the lowest in the league. It was 20 and a half. And they've already got 14, 15 wins. So they're going to crush that over-under number, you would think. They've been a lot better than I thought. They've gotten some guys like Santander, and they've gotten a few guys that have been come out of nowhere to swing the bat well for them. Orioles have been shocking. And Toronto, you you didn't expect it because of their situation, you know, basically playing 60 road games, never going back to Toronto. They're playing up in Buffalo now. But they've gotten some good performances. Um, I wouldn't want to play them, and it looks like Vladdy's getting hot right now too. I've seen Vladdy hit a couple of bombs the last few days. Um, He's going to get going, and that's that's big for the Jays as well, Scotty. Uh, yeah, it's, the, it's that lineup of theirs, those bats, uh, that, it, in my opinion, because they talked about Pearson. He got injured, flexor tendon, whatever, flexor strain. All I know is that the bats, in my opinion, yeah. are They've the got reason no why they're winning. They got no pitching. I mean, and they can go get Taiwan Walker, you know, whatever. That's not going to help him. He stinks too. He ain't that good. 
He's not a good pitcher. <laughs> so that's not going to help them. They got no arms. Besides Ryu, they got no arms. But they can hit. They can mash you. There's no doubt they can swing the bats. Yeah, there's no doubt that they can swing the bats. All right, so uh, let's switch gears. I, I've I had about enough of the baseball. Uh, I want to ask you about uh, the Big Ten today because when I talked about it on, on Coast to Coast, on the TV side on Sports Grid, everybody get the Sports Grid app. Just get it. You're going to love it. And get the Sports Grid radio app. That's even better. That's like a, the, the, the sister, the cousin. It's all happening. You can get it and you can listen. And they're free. Boom, you're in. You'll love it. Right? So uh, you said today, and, and you know, we'll think about this and you come out of the break and tell me your answer. But essentially, I said today that everybody's complaining about uh, the Big Ten. You got kids suing the Big Ten from Nebraska, like eight players sued them. Lawyers are demanding answers today in court. And the judge actually gave them till Monday to come up with a, uh, you know, their their strategy, their plan and write something up of exactly what they want, blah, blah, blah. And so they're going back to court Monday. I still don't believe for one minute that a judge is going to say the Big Ten has to reverse their decision to not protect student athletes from COVID. So I still believe that they don't have a leg to stand on. A bunch of kids want to play football. I get it. They all want to play football everywhere. But it's uh, I think the smart thing to do right now when kids are going back to school, we all see what's happening. They're all getting sick. They're shutting schools down that they opened up. They opened up. They went back to school. They were in the dorms. They were at class. And then they went home. So don't tell me they're not going to have COVID on these campuses when they're having keg parties and orgies. So I said, I don't have a problem if they start in November at Thanksgiving. I don't have a problem if they play in the winter. I don't have a problem if they play in dome stadiums. You wanted football, they're going to give you football and you still want to complain? Who cares when it starts as long as they do it? We'll get Carver High's opinion of that next on the bench. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you, because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down. And too many people fall victim to the picture-perfect image of the high life. So I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We, we gonna learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is going to be your church, your turn up, and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. notice Carver High that I just got it like perfect now all of a sudden <laughs> it's like I tell I mean, you yeah. all, all night it's fine <laughs> don't mess with me dude like because before it had like a little, like a little snow going through there and then I was like I gotta go like this it's over here <laughs> so tell me what you think of the uh guy with the rubber glove anyway 
Uh, do you think that the Big Ten, I heard you, I believe, and and Mafia and Joe Ranieri were all mocking them that they should have just well, played from the jump and not played all these games with these uh, Big Ten schools and these kids playing football at these schools. I think, you know, look, if the first decision they made, I think, was in my opinion, somewhat uh, responsible. And then now the fact that they're giving them football anyway and the entire conference season, who cares if it starts in November? What's the problem? Well, it's not that we don't want to see football. Obviously, we want to see Big Ten football. But it just looks like such backtracking on their part because they said, we're not going to play in the fall. We're going to try to play in the winter, okay? So now they're seeing what's going on and everybody's playing. Like they thought they were going to be first off the boat and everybody would eventually follow them. And that didn't happen. And when they're, they're watching that the SEC, now we don't know if it's going to work or not. We have no idea, but they're going to push ahead. And the SEC and the ACC and the Big 12, they're going to play. I mean, it's just that simple. And now the Big Ten's sitting around. They've got uh, kids suing them. They've got uh, coaches having these secret meetings where they're trying, you know, they're, they, they all want to play football. I, if you start, okay, fine. You want to start playing Thanksgiving weekend so you can start getting on TV and get all your Big Ten games on. Uh, you know that's fine. But what does that mean? You're not gonna, you're not playing for a national title. You're not. You missed the boat. They're not. What do you think? They're all gonna. You think the other three conferences are just gonna wait around for four, four or five weeks and let you catch up? That's not gonna happen. It's over for you. But I just, I don't know. It just seems like you're just trying to backtrack a little bit just go play in the winter that's what you're gonna do go find your dome in january and go play i don't know it just kind of just kind of seems so you think uh, that because so because they are they can't play for a national championship because they won't be in the playoff because when they're playing won't be in concert when the sec acc and big 12 play that the champion will come out of there and that the big 10 is just going to have a conference season to forget Sure. I mean, nobody's going to you're going to be really hyped up to see who wins the Big Ten and they're playing for nothing. They're playing. OK, we got a Big Ten champion this year. Great. They're not going to be in, in the playoff or in anything like that. There's going to be none of that. They're starting. They're going to start Thanksgiving. The other what teams are going to be done. What about my friends at uh, the Pac-12 and, you know, USC wow. and. And all in Oregon well, and all the heavies. The Pac-12, the Pac-12 always has to wait to whatever the Big Ten does. They basically just follow the Big Ten anywhere. If they're going to play, they're going to play. If they're not going to play, we're not going to play. They just follow the Big Ten. So they, they, they make no decisions on their own, the Pac-12. They never do. So they're gonna, they'll probably start playing Thanksgiving weekend, too, now, if the Big Ten decides to do that. that that's how uh, many bright ideas they come up with out there. Maybe they'll, maybe they'll have a uh, Pac-12, uh, Big Ten, like, uh, you know, fraternity classic. And they'll, well, they can they'll have play. the Rose Bowl. Right? Wasn't the Rose Bowl always Big Ten, Pac-12 before they started doing all the You're right, stuff? so that's what it'll we'll be. have the Rose Bowl. There you go. We got our, our Big Ten, Pac-12 champion. We'll have the Rose Bowl in the middle of February or in the middle of March, uh, whenever it's going to be. Because, like I said, right. if you start Thanksgiving, it's going to be two months. So you figure they're going to play till early February. And that'll be their champion. Yeah, sure. Why not? Why not? Let's just go. It's going to... Everything else has been weird and, and zany and bon- and bonkers this year. So you might as well go have your own uh, Big Ten Pac-12 champion at the Rose Bowl in a frosty Rose Bowl in the middle of February. You can go have that. Sounds like fun. It's actually, uh, you know, what's weird is that I remember in February in L.A. when I used to do the show in L.A. for uh, through the 90s, uh, February was when it like kind of rained in L.A. 
You know what I mean? Like it would get, we'd get like rain and then I'd drive to work and it was like, it was like I was driving on snow and ice, like with the people in Southern California, when it rains, like, I mean, really rains, the roads just absolutely, you'd think you were driving in an ice storm the way they uh, can't drive in the rain. And everyone's listening to me right now in, in Southern California on 1090. They know I'm right. <laughs> I mean, they, they know I'm right because I live there forever. No one can drive in the rain in Southern California. They think it's snow. It's terrible. So, I, you know, when I go to the Rose Bowl, I, I've been to the Rose Bowl a bunch of times, and I just think it's awesome. One of the greatest memories I ever had in my life, two of them, was A, that they served beer at the Rose Bowl. I thought that was fascinating. And then I sat in front of Keith Jackson calling a Rose Bowl in the row, literally in front of the press box. And, the, you know, the windows are open, the whole deal. And you, I could literally hear him like he was uh, talking into my ear from like three feet away. And it was an amazing experience uh, being there and listening to him call a Rose Bowl. I think it was like a Ron Dane Rose Bowl with Wisconsin. And all I know is uh, when I go to that place, it's always beautiful. It's just always the most beautiful day. Like it's the greatest day ever. Like the blue skies, it's 75 degrees. There's no wind. It's just absolutely perfect. It's like a postcard. It's like heaven, right? But then if they had it in February, maybe it'd be raining and it'd be miserable. And maybe people would get in car crashes going to the game because <laughs> they can't drive in the uh, can't drive in the rain, right? Anyway. That's just the only time I've ever been there, it rained. That was it. When me and you were there for the. You were there with me. It was pouring. It was pouring the whole, whole, whole three days. Then I didn't see the sun once. Didn't see the sun once in LA. Three days. So you think it sucks? I mean, I don't think it sucks. I'm sure. I, I it's three days of my life that I'm sure that all the other days of uh, it's just perfectly fine there. But the three days I was there. It was a sad situation weather-wise, that's for sure. Remember the guy? Do you remember when we went up to the roof of the Intercontinental and went swimming? Yeah, I don't, like I don't even want to talk about days. that place. <laughs> Why? I didn't like it. Uh, you didn't like the place? It, listen, really nice hotel, but I don't need the lobby up on the 90th floor. I, I just don't need it. I, I'm just I'm not a fan. Yeah, I mean, it the place like has a, like 130 floors in it. I mean, I just, I, it's too high. Did up, you think too high. you were in a? Did you think you were in a like a rock movie, like in a skyscraper movie? Yeah, I didn't like it. It's the, it's like the tallest building in the Western Hemisphere or something. Now that building we were it in. is. I, I, and I didn't like one bit, one bit of it. I wasn't a fan. No, they, but they have a lot of fights now in L.A. Uh, as well as Vegas. Uh, Vegas is where the you know primary uh, spot for fights is, but you know. If there's a problem with arenas and with dates, uh, they go right to L.A. They'll just have they could have it in multiple places in L.A. And now, you know, they're going to build the Clippers are going to build a brand new uh, arena. Balmer's going to build a brand new billion dollar arena in uh, Inglewood. They've already got SoFi, which has become uh, a two NFL team stadium in Inglewood. Inglewood now, uh, you have to helicopter into the games <laughs> because the traffic is so bad. If you don't take a helicopter or like a Coast Guard, they could lower you into the arena or stadium uh, with like one of those wire baskets. And then uh, like in Nam. 
And then, uh, and just, uh, what do they have? Staples? I went to the fight with you at Staples, didn't I? Or was that Mafia? Uh, we, we, I, know I went we, to Staples with you last time, but Mafia's right. been with you too. Ma- Mafia was with you at Staples for the uh, first Fury Wilder fight. I was right. with you for the Spence Porter uh, fight. They have, don't you think they have lots of fights in L.A. now? Yeah, they do. They have lots of fights out in L.A. Right. I think it's great. I'm not saying I wouldn't go back to L.A. I'm just saying, can you put me a little lower on the Intercontinental? Can you give me like a 30th, go, uh, 30th like floor maybe go, next time? What if the Padres make the World Series? And that, Well, if the Padres make the World Series, then I don't think they should have it at Globe Life in Arlington. I think they should have it at Peco. Yeah, Peco. There should be no... Because Peco is so awesome, and it's so beautiful there. And then I could go to the World Series, and then once I'm there, I could, um, like, like a, like a spy, I could just stay there forever. And then uh, no one would be able to find me down by the beach. Down by the beach, boy! Well, if this, I, if this bubble think- plan, if this bubble plan actually happens that they were talking about today, that means that the Yankees would go play their playoff games. The American League games would be down at Petco in San Diego. You could follow the Yankees out to, there. So we go to the games, and then we steal off, and we leave, wow. <laughs> and, we, and we live down by the beach in a tiki bar hut and grow reefer. I don't think anybody's going to be at the games, unfortunately. That's why they're having them all in the bubble. They don't want to be nobody at the games. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be at the beach, and I'll be reporting live from the beach on watching the game on TV, uh, having a ganja party on the beach with chicks and G-strings, and then I'll report on the World Series live on SportsGrid. And then when they tell me I'm supposed to come home, I'm going to send them my receipts and never come home. I'm just going to stay there and live there and grow my hair out and become a skateboarder and a surfer. Although I doubt I could grow my hair out. I don't have much hair left. I'm looking at uh, Clint Frazier right now doing an interview with his red hair. You should keep that baseball hat on. <laughs> it's true. D-backs now 7-1 on the Giants in the sixth in Zona. Do you think if they had fans allowed at the games that they would actually have any fans at the Diamondbacks games? <laughs> no. No. All right. We still got uh, time to talk bad about people here on the bench. All right. Pharrell on the bench. 844-843. Six eight seven nine is the number to call in. Uh, Chadwick Boseman, Hollywood star, lead actor in Forty Two, the Jackie Robinson uh, movie. Remember Forty Two, and then he was uh, in the Ernie, uh, the Express, the Ernie Davis story. Remember that one? Uh, Draft Day, he was in. He was also Black Panther. He died today at forty three years old after a four year fight with colon cancer. I hate that cancer. I stand up to cancer. I just lost my uh, good friend, uh, Gamblin' Kenny, last Saturday night to uh, pancreatic cancer, our dear friend in Vegas. And now I see this story. Uh, the guy played uh, Jackie Robinson in 42. And how about he dies on uh, Jackie Robinson Day? How creepy is that, Carver High? That is very creepy. 
I did not know that. Obviously, you just told me about it. I just saw that it all happened tonight. But for he playing Jackie Robinson and then passing away on Jackie Robinson Day in Major League Baseball, definitely creepy. Guy played James Brown in, in a movie. Uh, he's played Thurgood Marshall. Um, I mean, the guy was really uh, a big uh, star on the big screen, becoming a big, huge. Big time. Big time. Like huge. I didn't even know he was sick. I really didn't. I didn't know he was sick. Phillies and beat the Braves 7-4 seven, seven, and 11. They won that game. It was 4-4, four, four, and they beat them 7-4. Uh, it doesn't take long, does it, these extra inning games? I mean, that one did a little bit. But actually, uh, what do they do? Uh, it's the, the runner on second immediately when they go to extra innings, right? Correct. Once extra innings start, you got the runner on second base. Well, there you go. It is. Uh, everybody loves it. It's the greatest thing ever. It has sped up the game tremendously. All these things that they implemented this year, all I've seen is all the baseball people, the writers all say, keep them all. Seven inning games, uh, you know, the runner on second base, everything, Scotty. This is going to be baseball going forward. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. So um, uh, everybody's reacting to this guy's death all of a sudden. Uh, Bozeman, they're all, I mean, the whole sports world's reacting because the guy was so huge, right? Have you seen the trailer for Batman? I don't know, this Batman in the Flash or whatever it is, or I don't know, just the Batman movie. I saw some Batman trailer. It was crazy. I have not seen that, no. Ooh. You need to look that up. What do you think of me telling you that tonight I finally started binge-watching Cobra Kai? I told you it's going to be worth your time. I think this is one of the rare occurrences where I've actually seen something before you. And, it's true, because um, I'm cause ahead it's of you. Usually, and, usually and, you watch everything way before me. I, I barely get to watch a thing. But a few months ago, I did rip through both seasons of Cobra Kai, and uh, I thought it was excellent. So you're going to love it. Wow, I already like it. In fact, uh, Chop was watching uh, Mean Girls or something on uh, the the Jumbotron downstairs, and I was like, at midnight, I'm watching Cobra Kai. She's like, screw you. You can watch it up in your bedroom, your TV studio, because I'm watching this movie down here. So there's already a uh, teen father fight getting ready wow. to happen here that in about 15 like, minutes. That sounds like what's going to happen at my house the next two nights, because now they've changed the schedule around with the NHL. The Islanders are now playing night games the next two nights, Saturday and Sunday night. And you know what that means. It Go means watch you're your bedtime. Watching. Go watch your bedtime show on the iPad in your room. That's what it means. Because yeah. uh, you got Islander Go hockey on here. Mommy. Go deal with mommy. Yeah. Mommy, yeah. Mommy's going to help you this weekend. Daddy's drinking yeah. beer and betting on the Islanders. Correct. I, will, I don't want to hear anything about uh, watching any kind of children's show before bed. Uh, that's not happening the next two nights. It is so Islander what's hockey. your so what's your opinion of the Islanders uh, game three here? As I've told you a hundred times, I think the Islanders really need to keep the lead in this series and not be down two one or three two or anything like that. I like having them in front. Uh, do you think they can uh, do that? Yeah, I, I think that you just have to go back. Now, obviously, everybody has to now deal with not playing for a few days. I thought the Islanders were going to be in an advantage in the second game of that back-to-back -back on Thursday before they canceled it. Um, and now you come back a couple days later. Um, everybody's going to be fresh for the couple extra days off, which they have not had in the bubble, really. Um, they they got to just keep pushing the pressure like they have done throughout this series, throughout this entire time in the bubble. And if they do that, Scotty, 
Um, you know, I think that they win. I, the, I, I'm pretty confident they'll win one of these two games this weekend. Uh, but I would like to see them win Saturday and try to push the pace a little bit more on Sunday night to take that 3-1 lead. Yeah, what about uh, Tampa and Boston? I know that they're playing tomorrow, so is Vegas and Vancouver. It's a triple header. Who do you like in the Tampa series? Uh, they're already up uh, 2-1, right? If they win this, they go up 3? Yes, they would go up 3-1 if they win. I-, I think that Boston gives you a little pushback tomorrow. I, I really do. I still think Tampa's going to win the series. I think they're the better team. But I think that Boston, uh, after how embarrassed they got with this, uh, giving up all those goals in Game 3, I think they're going to give Tampa a little bit of a push. I like the Bruins, actually, tomorrow to win that game, even that series up. Wow. And what about Vegas? Vegas, I I, I think that the other night was an outlier. Um, I, I, I didn't think that Vancouver would get swept in this series. I thought they would get a game or two, and that's kind of like what it's going to be. That's their game or two. Um, I think that you'll see Vegas reestablish their game. Now they know, uh, you know, they want to play up tempo. Uh, Vegas, really, Scotty, if not for Markstrom, uh, Vegas could have took the lead in that game in the second period the other night. They must, they threw a billion pucks at net, and uh, Markstrom was outstanding. And then the Canucks get a goal with like less than a minute left in the second to take a three-one lead, and that kind of swung the game in their favor. So I like Vegas to win tomorrow night. We were talking about, uh, let's go through these young goalies or even old goalies, but like, so Markstrom and then, uh, you know, the older guy, Halak in Boston. And then who's the other one? The guy in uh, Rado and the guy in Dallas. Uh, you told me who they were today. Yes. Um, uh, what do you think of these guys and the job that they're doing uh, filling in for star goalies? Yeah, I mean, you you don't have, you know, your household names this time through. You know, you don't have the Lundquists and the Carey Prices and the Jonathan Quicks like we've seen in the past uh, in these playoff runs. You've got some different types of guys. And Halak, of course, filling in for Rask, and that's a story. Uh, this uh, Hudobin has been playing for Ben Bishop, who's been hurt in Dallas. Right. And I don't think Hudobin's that great, but... He's made some key saves for them, and they're scoring more goals than they normally do, which I think has a little bit more to do with their success. And, of course, this kid, Franco, has been thrown in the nets for Colorado after Grubauer gets hurt. Markstrom, Markstrom of Vancouver is a big-time pl- You know, he's a really good player, Markstrom. Markstrom has been got, gotten a chance to shine here, and so has Varlamov for the Islanders. So you've got some new blood in between the pipes. Uh, which is good to see. But the best guy left, if you had to ask me, Scotty, who's the best goalie left out of all the teams, I think it's probably Vasilevsky for Tampa. I think, think that, you know, you in terms of talent, I think that he's the best goalie. And then the, uh, and you, you, you know what? Leonard might be right after him. Leonard's really good. So do you think that Leonard is going to be the end of uh, Marc-Andre Fleury in Vegas? They can't pay both of those guys. I do. I think it is going to be the end of him. I think it's going to be very hard. Let's say they win the cup. Let's just throw a hypothetical out there and say Robin Leonard leads Vegas to the cup. Are you going to let him leave? You're just going to let him walk and go somewhere else? And, you're, no. and then you're going to and then you're going to put Flurry back in as the starter next year? Is that what you're going to do? That just doesn't seem like a scenario that uh, is going to play out that way. I think that if they continue to do what they're doing, they're going to re-sign Leonard and they're going to find a way to flip Flurry because there are teams, Scotty, that need goaltending badly. That so where would, a guy, where would a guy like Fleury go? In my opinion, it would be 
somewhere, believe it or not, that, uh, you know, like Edmonton or Calgary, where they are near in their minds that are near the cup. They think that like Edmonton actually thinks that they're uh, near a Stanley Cup because of McDavid and, and Dreisaitl. I don't think they're near it. But if they got a guy like Flurry, it would make them better because they're running with, you know, uh, there's guys like Talbot up there. And then I think Calgary's goaltending situation is terrible. And they have a really talented team. Or do you think he goes back east somewhere? Uh, like where he came from in Pittsburgh, you know, like, uh, do you think someone else would want him like uh, Detroit or somebody, well, you know what I mean? That uh, would use a guy like Flurry to uh, go for the cup in a year or two. Cause he's only got a year or two left in my opinion. I think there's three teams that you look at that were just in these playoffs that don't have very good goaltending that would get a lift out of somebody like Mark Andre Flurry. And you mentioned two of them, Calgary and Edmonton. If, are, they absolutely need goaltending. Their goaltenders stink. Uh, right. They just don't have good players. And the other one on the East, Scotty, is Carolina. I think that Carolina could use some better goaltending to go along with that group that they've yeah. had now for the last two years. So I think that Carolina is a spot to watch for these goalies because Holpe's going to be a free agent in Washington too. Now, Holpe didn't play well. I don't think he's been as good the last two years no. since they won the Cup. So that, you know, um, those are the spots I'd look. Calgary, Edmonton, Carolina for a potential what happens Mark to, Andre uh, breakup. What happens to King uh, Lundqvist? Because he's washed. Yeah. And then he's, but he thinks in his head he's got at least a really good year left. Is there somewhere that he would fit in? No. It would be, it's going to be so weird to see him play for somebody else. But could he? Yeah. How how Um, about the Panthers with that Viola guy? Well, they got, they just gave Bobrovsky $10 million a year. So So what? Yeah, they're not. He sucked. You can't. That's why you can't trade him. He was awful. They're not going to be able to get rid of that salary right now. They they're paying the guy ten million dollars a year. They, they I like that Corpusalo guy. I think he's Corpusalo's really good player. And even the guy, the kid Elvis behind him who didn't get to play, he's a good young goalie also for Columbus. Elvis they've got Presley? a couple. Good, they've got a couple good young goalies. Um, man, uh, where would Lundqvist play next year? I don't know. If I was him, I would retire as a Ranger. But Just retire you know, and call it a know, day. I would if I was him, but you know he ain't going to do that. He's going to try to play somewhere. Will he accept they, a backup role? Do you think they like that? What's that guy, Kemper, in, in Arizona? Is that uh, Yeah, he played well. He played really well. That really? losing was not his fault. I know that the numbers looked bad at the end of that series with how many goals he gave up. They All weren't because right. of him. The team isn't good. The team Do you good. think that that guy Anderson, because uh, I know Gabe likes him and Cam likes him, Anderson. I don't like that guy. I don't like him either. Uh, I, that would be a shot, another spot but where I would look to upgrade, but they don't have a lot of maneuverability. Now, they just got a little bit by trading cap and, and you know, cap space. I think they got about $7 million there. Would um, Flurry go there? How about there, Toronto? I'd have to look at him. I'd have to look at what Anderson's contract situation is. I don't know what how long they're tied to him and how much money he makes. That's he that would wear three, three Stanley Cups in Pittsburgh, and then he took him to the finals in Vegas in it in his first year. You can't tell me that that guy can't be better than that guy Anderson. Oh, I, I would start if I was the. I would absolutely want Flurry over the guy that they have right now, but. I don't know if if that'll work. Flurry makes a lot of money in Vegas. Wherever he goes is going to have to absorb quite a bit of salary. Six, seven million dollars a year right in that area. So what? 
All right, so you didn't get your you didn't give me your NBA picks for tomorrow. The Bucks game, the Rockets game, and the Laker game. And uh, it's uh, Bucks minus thirteen and hook, Lakers minus thirteen and hook, Rockets minus five. Who do you like in those? Bucks, I think the Bucks absolutely pace the Magic tomorrow. The Magic, you know why the Magic? You know they obviously didn't know what was going on with the Bucks the other day, but they just can't wait to get out of that bubble. I mean, they're one loss away from going home. Uh, you know, driving home to their house. Uh, the Bucks are gonna—they're gonna pace them, I think. And I think the Thunder get a little—they get the lift from Westbrook tomorrow. I think the Thunder win and forget the Blazers. They are—they're like the. Magic. Wait a minute. They're ready. So, so you just said that they—you think that they get a boost from Westbrook, but that you like the Thunder to beat the no, Rockets? No, I mean I like—I'm so used to Westbrook being on the Thunder. I like oh. the Rockets, and he gives the Rockets a boost tomorrow. So you like them to beat them, but do they cover that five spot against the Thunder and Schroeder and company? Yes, they do. All right. Uh, we're going to try to hook up with Marenzi. We always do that every night. It's a roll of the dice. We love him. All right, Pharrell on the bench. Uh, Marenzi's up next with Sports Rage. Hey, uh, Gabe, tell me who you like in the uh, Tampa game, Islander game, Vegas game, and who do you think, uh, let's say, we, we were talking about, I don't know if you heard us, but that let's say Leonard wins the cup with Vegas. Let's say that hypothetically happened. Where does uh, Flurry go? We thought Calgary, Edmonton, and then we started sniffing around Toronto because I think he's better than Anderson. Where do you think a guy like Flurry goes? There's no way they're keeping both of those guys. Well, you know, I like Mark Andre uh, Flurry, uh, but the guy's played a lot of hockey. To be honest, he's you know he's still he can still be a number one, uh, but he's not the number one right now in uh, in Vegas for a reason. So I don't think that teams. We'll look at it like, you know, all like, oh, my God, Marc-Andre Fleury is on the market, right? Let's, you know, Marc-Andre Fleury solves all of our problems. He's a shrieky goaltender. He's been around. He's been the perfect fit for Vegas. But let's not pretend he's Patrick Waugh. Fair enough. But he won three cups, and then he uh, took them to the finals. And then they treat him, uh, in my opinion, like he doesn't matter at all. And I think those three he's goalies. like disrespected. Going back to his junior hockey days, he was the goalie for Team Canada in the World Junior Championships. And basically, you're supposed to win. It's like one of these deals where, like, people, like, you know, boo kids if they don't win. It's like sort of like the World Junior Hockey Championship is a lot like uh, high school football in Texas. Like, there's an expectation on these kids in Canada to win. And Marc-Andre Fleury tried to clear the puck in the gold medal game, and he shot the puck off his own defenseman, and it went in a net. He he basically cost Team Canada a gold medal, even though he played well in the game. So ever since he's been a teenager, he's always sort of had a target on his back. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what. He's got a target uh, it, with those three Stanley Cup uh, rings and his name all over that trophy. Who cares about that Canada? Uh, seriously, in all honesty, you win the Stanley Cup. That's all that matters. Uh, who do you like in those games? I got 10 seconds. Ago. Tampa Islanders and Vegas. Who do you like? Who do you like? Uh, you know what? I'm going to go with Tampa. I'm not sure how Boston responds uh, right now after the couple of days off. I like the Canadian right, Islanders. Go. Renzi didn't give me all three picks. He just couldn't get it done. You lose.